Put on your party sombrero and grab a cabbage, folks. It's bit effect time. With me today to discuss this topic is going to be Craig. Hi. Mike. Hello. Luke. That intro is getting cut out. <laughs> and not Kevin, because Kevin is back at the Stone Age with no internet. Now, the topic today is going to be multiplayer all by yourself. To put a further pin in it, what we're going to ta be talking about is when you play or buy a, a game with a multiplayer mode that is the main focus, but it still includes a kind of weird single-player mode, most of the times being a much less enjoyable prospect. So, gentlemen, well, we can all agree multiplayer is good, yes? Multiplayer is great. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's, all right. it's pronounced multiplayer. That's what I said. Oh, I actually say multiplayer. Player? <laughs> so, I mean, today we, we, we've brought a couple examples with us, but we're not, not exactly going to go through and explain each game. We're going to trust you guys as listeners to know what these games are because they're kind of high-profile games. But, like, uh, as a good example here, we got something like, well, uh, Monster Hunter, right? I mean, the game is great as multiplayer, but when you yes. play it by yourself, it lacks something. And I, Mike, you have a lot of experience with Monster Hunter. Can you put a better point on it? Well, exactly as you said, this was going to be one of my choices anyway. But um, So Monster Hunter, originally starting off in Japan, um, as, as you may well know of it being so popular over there. Um, but the multiplayer, it's never really been as big over there. I think they might have you know, skewed the, the franchise towards more single-player content in order to make it appeal to a sort of worldwide thing. But when you get down to it, playing this game multiplayer is... It's the only real option to it. It's, you know, like the, you get something like Titanfall released. You get the sequel where they add a single player onto it. This is a, a game that's just perfect for, for multiplayer. Um, I personally think boiling it down to just a single player campaign, you get a, a good game, but you get nowhere near the full capacity of what it should be. Uh, would you agree, Dave? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, multiplayer is where it's at, hands down. And it's such an expansive game. I mean, it, it goes on for ages. If you're talking of things like Call of Duty, where you're prestiging in this, you've got your G ranks, you're battling some of these monsters so many times, so much of it just relies on... In, in fact, I'd even say, when you get to the higher-end higher, higher end monsters in these games, you really... Unless you're an absolute perfectionist in the way you play games, there's not a single chance you're going to make it without at least two of you tackling some of these these monsters. So it doesn't even scale the monsters or anything like that. It's just you're you're humped. No, oh. once you hit once you hit G rank, uh, yeah, by yourself, those things are a well, they're they're a monster. <laughs> oh, well, Kev, Kev's got a lot of fun ahead of him because I'm pretty sure he's playing through Monster Hunter by himself just now because <laughs> he's got no internet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I played through three ultimate, and it was it was it would, took a ridiculous amount of time. I mean, sometimes like twenty minutes. Unless you have really good gear to take down a monster by yourself. Hmm. Although, saying that, there is, there's a little bit of caveat to add to this. I, I do remember back in the day when we first played this game together, um, we used to always be seeking out people to play it with us. And, and in the end, we en ended up as a cool company of, uh, well, you, Dave, me, um, our good friend, Grim, and a Welsh, Welsh friend, Carl. And we, we were always bashing through it. And we'd, you know... It become a bit of a ritual to play, 
you'd always be asking for new people to join, but there's there's a layer to it where you think if you're just starting off in the game, why would you know some some G rank hunters have you in in with them? You know, a game without bots is it's essential to have have new blood in the game. You know, you you always want that full team. And I, in fact, I only remember a small handful of times we did get all four of us would usually be settling for just the just the trio of guys taking on the monsters. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? How in this day and age, at least, I mean, back in back back a while ago, it, it might have been a bigger problem, but now you don't really need to have single player modes anymore. I mean, we still we still have a lot of games now that are multiplayer only. I mean, does that bother you guys if you buy a game and it's multiplayer only without any single player at all? Nah, I don't think it does. I think me. if you're buying a, a game that's multiplayer only, you're buying it because it's mul- multiplayer only. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, that doesn't have a single player. Because half the time, you'd either stuck with a multiplayer that's got a single player tacked on, a single player campaign tacked onto it that's piffle, or you've got nothing and... I think I would sit in the the side of the fence that was people that would rather they put the developers put all their time and effort into the multiplayer rather than hash together a single player with the assets of a multiplayer game that just ended up being rubbish. I think that it could harm a game as well to a certain extent if the single player is that bad. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, so that's the point. Like, why do Call of Duty and Battlefield every time they come out with a new one? always get crap because they don't do a single player when there's very small amount of people. I know they're out there. I know there are people that just play the campaigns and put them down. Oh, yeah. Does... But the main focus of them is, is always multiplayer. I mean, like Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, they caught a lot of crap for not having a single player in that. That's actually one where I would have put, I would love, have loved a single player because oh. I, I thought the multiplayer was pretty lacking. And I thought, see if they'd just put some effort into a story for this. It, the mechanics were all there and everything was there and it was beautiful. A good Star Wars game would have just been lovely. And there's Craig contradicting himself. Wonderful. Thank I you, know, sir. In, in the space of 30 seconds as well, you've done, you've done well. <laughs> the, the arguments for Battlefront, I, I didn't think they were justified. I think people have rose-tinted glasses on when it comes to the old Battlefront front games i keep on meaning to say battlefield, say battlefield. it's yeah. battlefront <laughs> um I, I, for what they gave there i think they did fine with the single player the the skirmishes and stuff were fun and um, if you wanted to enjoy them you could you could do it with a friend if you wanted to um but yeah it would be good to see a little bit more story in those sort of in that single player aspect of that game because it looked beautiful the the single player and that game was amazing in comparison to the multiplayer. Like it just looked brilliant. Well, as the man with the least um, amount of time with with Battlefront, I did think it was a. You know, I thought the multiplayer was quite good, but yeah. I, I also agree. I think if the assets are all in place, I would have really liked to see more, more, um, more of something to get your teeth stuck into, especially if. You know, at this stage of the game, not many. I wouldn't imagine as many people are playing it online now as there were back then. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they've they've already done all the all the hard work, so we can only hope for what they might bring with the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm exactly the opposite, guys. I I well, it also doesn't hurt or help that I have no love for Star Wars, really. 
But yeah, I, I don't care if there's a single player. I mean, the old Battlefront games, yeah, they were okay. But it was, and once you played single player, it was like, oh, geez, this is so much better than single player. And you never really went back to single player. I uh, know, Battlefield Bad Company, those games, the story in those games were great. Do you, but do we really buy those for their story? I mean, you don't buy Battlefield to see where the campaign's going next. I have bought every single Battlefield ever to to play with someone because they've got it, and then the single player's been an afterthought. And I enjoyed the comedy of the the older Battle Free Front Fields. <laughs> 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 I enjoyed the comedy, and I enjoyed the fact that it was a bit of a parody. Whereas Call of Duty was very, very serious. Since Modern Warfare, very se- even before that, actually, sorry, but it was all serious. So I liked that. But, I mean, if you've played Hardlines, oh my, that's a travesty of a single-player game wrapped in a TV show setting. It's, it's awful. Um, and I just, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I was going. What, what, what were we saying? Yeah, battle, Battlefield multiplayer is where it's at. So what about something where, where it's, it's basically a single-player game, but the multiplayer mode outdoes you playing yourself. Like a good example that Craig brought before the show was uh, Left 4 Dead or or Diablo, where there is a single player mode and it's the exact same as the multiplayer mode. But unless there's extenuating circumstances, you never really want to play the single player mode. Yeah, I think. On you go, Luke. No, go, Craig. Oh well, I was going to say those those games. I'm on. For me, side. I was going to say that. Oh, yeah. i was going to say first that um i sit on either side of the fence with both of those games left for dead i would never sit and play by myself because i would always feel slightly it doesn't feel like a single player game at all whereas diablo i actually had a lot of fun with diablo by myself just i was late to the diablo game as you know by how many years about a hundred years a couple yeah, yeah, um, at least. So yeah, I think I'd, I had fun with Diablo just exploring it by myself. But in the end, when you guys started jumping in and playing with me, I thought, oh yeah, this is actually where it's at. It's running about and hitting things with other people. Uh, but I enjoyed that by myself, and I would still play it by myself. But Left 4 Dead is, is a multiplayer game. It's just a multiplayer game to me. I, I found Left 4 Dead when you played it by yourself... Um, I agree with your statement there, Dave, mostly. But Left 4 Dead, I found it became more of a like a horror game when you played it by yourself. You know, when you've got people around you, it's just chaos. It's a lot of the time you're playing pranks on your friends or you're playing seriously and it's all about, you know, teamwork and who's going to do what, when. But when you're playing on your own and you're repl- relying on three uh, AI to kind of carry you through the game it just becomes another level. You're like, oh no, there's a witch over there. Is one of my characters going to knock that thing off? Or who's going to do what? You you feel like the game just, it becomes more like Resident Evil than than what it is. Oh, really? You... That's interesting. Because to me, when I played single player, it was, eh, they're bots. Who cares if they die? Where it, <laughs> it became a much more tense experience when it was my friends. Because you got to save Mike. I mean, sure, he may have stumbled into the witch and then just stood there, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you gotta save him. It's Mike. We played with Kev though, and oh, he—he's got a tendency to just run off in a straight line. Yeah. So it'd be me, Craig, <laughs> and whoever the other guy was. 
trying to keep up and keep him alive. <laughs> it's it, it was the same with do you remember Dying Light playing that with Kev? Yeah. And oh it's yeah. Like, yeah. Hide hide from that guy. He sees movement and Kev's like starts dancing and just shining a flashlight at him. <laughs> Nighttime was so tense when Kev was in the party. Because he'd be the kind of guy that would eat crisps when someone was trying to hunt you down and he'd be like, <laughs> trying to eat crisps and bring in a tent. Yeah, um, dying light. That was that was horrific at night with you people. Run! <laughs> I didn't find it that enjoyable uh, on its own, but multiplayer, it just, it felt more like a game that, I think that's what they designed the game to be. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be a co-op but, game. So to the point, though, if they designed the game to be that way, why is it that that a lot of people, including ourselves, sometimes I'm sure we do, get ah, oh, there's no single player. What what the heck? I think it might be. Um, if I think with multiplayer, do you maybe feel that there's been oh, some people's perception of multiplayer might be here's a map, make your own fun, as opposed to. Here's a game of crafted for you to enjoy. If that does that make sense? Like there's no story to enjoy. It's all about the fun you make with it. And some people would rather that fun be presented to them. Well, hmm. yeah, I, I don't. I mean, that's why Minecraft is a terrible game. But I mean, the only thing I could think of is as soon as you say something's multiplayer only, it puts an end date on it. There's a finality to multiplayer only. There is that. Yeah, there is that. Um... Apart from Titanfall 2. That's, Where, I mean, that's gonna be I don't think we've actually had very many multiplayer-only games die before everybody was ready to give them up. Like, I think by the time Twisted Metal Black went offline, everybody was pretty much done with it. I mean, has there been an experience with you guys where you've wanted to keep playing a game and then pff, the online cut off? I have I have a very low attention span when it comes to that kind of game, so no, I, I just move with the flo- I move <laughs> with whatever you guys buy next, and I'll just I'll just move. Um, way before any game dies. Yeah, there. I mean, there's there's been a few games where I've stopped playing because the player base has dwindled to the point where people are no longer playing the game in a way that I find fun. For example, Overwatch at the moment, I'm I'm not having a good time with that because I'm getting mixed with people. The matchmaking in that game, whilst not brilliant, is fairly good. I'm finding that because there's less players, I'm either getting mixed with people that are far below my skill level that have maybe just bought the the game or people that are far above my skill level. So I'm never getting a consistent game. Um, So yeah, I'm getting to the point where I want to play it, but I don't enjoy it because the people I'm playing with are not of the same skill level as me. I think it's because there's less people playing the the times for getting in a game seem to be increasing as well. So there is that aspect to it, but I guess there's so many games come out and we all move on so quickly, it's quite difficult to dedicate so much time to a game. I mean, between the four of us, the five of us as a group, I, I could probably list five or six multiplayer games we've played in the last six months, and there's probably going to be more in the future. You know, we, we do jump around quite a lot. Oh, we're not going back to Rory McIlroy Golf? Uh, you what? Because I'd totally be down. <laughs> I uninstalled that. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that was a good round of golf, yeah, though, so, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it, was, it was great. <laughs> um, like I mean, sure, sure, this doesn't mean much to everybody else listening, but but recently, I mean, one of the games we went through was Worms. Yep. And Worms mm. is is a a wonderful game to relax to to well to get angry at your friends to. 
to do a lot of things to, except play by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is Worms something that anybody has, of you guys have ever said, that needs a good single player? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. No, I can't, can't say. Can't say. There's, there's something about fighting bots and fighting with bots and AI that just detaches you from the moment and the experience. Yeah. I think you need... You need to you need to be shooting Kev's wee worm in the face with a shotgun rather than a generic <laughs> AI wee worm. I think it it just Wow, that it, was bad phrasing. It really was really bad phrasing, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Well yeah, it, I, I'm running into that right now with For Honor, right? Um like uh, uh one of my friends, Grim, you know, you don't know him, but hey, name dropped name twice in this episode so far. Yeah, I know. Look at look at he's a rock star. Yeah. But he <laughs> likes playing against bots. He finds playing against people a little uh, frustrating. You know, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. cool. But myself, I've played it so much now that bots will very rarely offer a challenge. So, I mean, I mean, is it worthwhile for game developers to work on an AI to the point where it offers a challenge? Or are you guys okay with kind of just brain-dead bots? I I think just to segue nicely into my own thoughts on this, stealing one of your games that you've either got in your list or you've already mentioned, but it's Unreal Tournament and the bots in Unreal yeah. Tournament were so easy and thick that you could headshot hundreds of them with a sniper rifle. And I found <laughs> yeah. I found that experience quite cathartic and relaxing was just mauling hundreds of bots because there was something about it was quite satisfying doing that. But a game like For Honor, it seems more of a hands-on technical battle where if they don't if they don't offer a challenge, you're not really going to... Headbutting shot bots. Headbutting shots. Headshotting <laughs> bots and Unreal is a different thing from... Because you, you're not upskilling yourself. You're just having a bit of a chill. Whereas For Honor bots, I imagine that to be quite... You're not going to get any better at the game just fighting bots, are you? No, it, it's they, kind of like Street Fighter. Yeah, you can only learn so yeah, much they, from playing CPU. There's a there's a strong weakness for those bots in terms of their uh, their throwing abilities, and you always know you can get an environmental kill on them. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, it I, is I think, there to be abused a bit the For Honor bot bot system. I, I think hmm. that's just the way we've been trained as gamers. You don't take every moment as it comes, you, you analyze it and go, oh, that's his weakness. And then you just capitalize on it forever. Yeah. Well, and, and that is so easy to do when it comes to bots sometimes. I mean, even Perfect Dark, I remember just, just sitting in a corner with the Farsight, you know, that gun that can see through walls and just plink, 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 plink. That was fun, though. That was very but fun. But I didn't offer that same level of challenge. So... Mm. When when we're talking about games like that, if you're not playing the optimal way you that the game is meant to be played, do you think that leads to animosity towards a game? Like, here's a good example. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. I, th- I think I told the story before where I bought everybody a Game Boy Advance and then they played it for five minutes and <laughs> that was it. Madman. Yeah, yeah, I was I was a nice madman, but a madman nonetheless. <laughs> it's like a guy who just, you know, yells in your face, here, here's $20! And then runs away. But... I was so determined to play to that game anyway, and it really is meant to be played multiplayer. You can play it by yourself, but it, it's it's not fun, really. That, in the end, I now hate Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, but not for any good reason at all other than I could have been playing it better. 
Uh, I, th I think I'm more of an easy ozy live and le live and learn, live and let live type thing. I don't think I would ever feel that kind of burning feeling for, oh, I should, I, I've ruined that for myself. I would just be like, oh, whatever, mate. Is that, that's, that's too easy ozy going, isn't it? I'm a bad person. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I'm, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> or, um, another good one is, is before, before I convinced my wife and my daughter was old enough to play with me, I used to like the WarriorWare games, right? And WarriorWare is a fantastic game for about 45 minutes. And then you put it down and you play in a week or two, for 45 minutes, and it maintains its awesomeness. If you want to try to complete it, but you're doing it by yourself, it becomes very tiresome. That's another game that, that I just don't ever want to play by myself again, ever. It's just not fun. I don't think I've ever played it by myself. That was like the go-to party game yeah. when there was folk round. I didn't know there was any completing it to it. Do you know that? It's just dawned on me that there was yeah, actually Yeah, you can you, you know, you unlock there. other mini games, stuff like that. Oof. What's this? The Warrior World Mega Mega Games. Yeah, the GameCube one. Ah, no, I'm more familiar with the, the Game Boy and uh, DS version, sorry. Mm. Oh no, it's, what, it's, what was the I've... multiplayer angle? Um it was just you know, there were there were different um uh, framing devices for each minigame. If you picked like a nine volt game on the GameCube one, you'd have four players and everybody would get a stack of e-cards and every e-card was a minigame on it, not in re real life in the game. And once it's somebody's turn, they have to, you know, swipe their e-card, play the minigame. While they're playing the minigame, you can steal somebody else's cards and stuff like that. So even the players that aren't playing those five second long micro games still have something to do that it's that element of of you know you can steal somebody's stars or something like that but playing without okay. it it's just this rapid fire minigame collection and it loses something i mean mike have you ever played multiplayer warrior not that i'm aware of i remember some un unlockable things uh but i don't remember really dabbling with them too much um, it was just a straight straight run through each each level with each character, really, for me. Wow, Mike, the next time you're in America, because I know you come here so often, you got to stop. we got to <laughs> play WarioWare, man. It, it is an amazing yeah, multiplayer experience. But, uh, Luke, you've been, you've been quiet on, on the, the WarioWare. Have you played it? or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've played, played WarioWare. I think Craig and I played it quite a bit. Uh, so much so that you know, I enjoyed it so much so that I bought it when I had a Wii and I had it as a party game as well. But I never thought to play it on my own. It's It always was classed as a party game, kind of like Wii Sports was. I'd never play Wii Sports on my own. Um, after the initial, I don't know, fun had kind of worn off and you, the gimmick had kind of passed, it wasn't you know, it wasn't, I'm not going to go box by myself, I'm not going to go play tennis by myself, because playing against the AI wasn't enjoyable, it became a party game, I guess the Wii became a party console almost. Um, yeah, so, if it's yeah. those parties where, you know, there's like three people in a corner and nobody's looking at each other, and <laughs> that's the kind of party a Wii is. Yeah, well, if there's booze involved, you can normally get by. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a good point, like, what about Wii Sports? Like, I mean, I mean... I feel sorry for the old people who had to play that by themselves. Like they should have had grandchildren there to play with them because <laughs> Wii Bowling is incredibly boring by yourself. Once you get mm. over the whole, hey, look, it, it kind of sort of mimics my motions. Mm. 
My my grandparents loved that. They bought a Wii, and uh, my granddad used to play bowling quite a lot by himself. And I guess it was first console he'd probably been interested in ever. Uh, he still Luke, got. You need to visit your grandfather it. more. Poor yeah, guy. maybe, maybe. Uh, the reason I did it was because we were playing <laughs> Wii Sports all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess it's each each to their own. Uh, I think. I think for people that play more games, Wii Sports doesn't really keep up very quick. It it was great when it came out. It really showed off what the system could do and um, a great packing. So what you're saying is once you saw this, what the system could do, you were like, oh, oh, <laughs> on to the next thing. <laughs> um, like like I can like I said, I can understand with the um the older games how you did need to include a single player because you weren't sure. You know, online wasn't a thing. You, you didn't know if somebody had siblings or friends to play with. That's perfectly acceptable. But now, when, when a developer does focus only on multiplayer games, they tend to be cheaper. Is, is that something you guys would like to see a rise of, where developers go, nope, you know what, we're, we're done with single player for this type of game. And in the end, it makes it cheaper, but you can't ever play it by yourself. Something like um, Towerfall Ascension, or or Runbow, or Sports Friends, or any any of those kind of games. I mean, is it does that sit well with you guys? I am uh, not sure. Okay, well, I, I'll expand a little more. Like, like I've never been able to play Towerfall Ascension because everybody in my household does not think it would be fun to play at all. But I've always looked at it and went, game. yeah, that'd be it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I've, but I, I've, I've never been able to play it. You can play really? a single player. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite fun. Um, <laughs> I, I got through the first... Uh, like they do the same levels, but they get like harder. So you you go through it once and then you go through it again. Um, I got through it once. Um, but we we used to play it as like a bit of a you know, if there was people in the room, we were just chatting, turn it on in the background and have a go at it. But um, going back to your question, I have no problem with games being multiplayer only. Um, I can understand why some people get a little bit annoyed with games that have historically had a single player and they're they're removed like when battlefields you know there's been talk of battlefields should just remove the single player because they've kind of lost the point like bad company one and two was probably the the pinnacle of their storytelling and it was enjoyable there was a little bit of humor behind it battlefield three and four story wasn't i don't think it was great in comparison it's it's rival call of duty and um, I wouldn't be opposed to a game being cheaper, being multiplayer only, because you know that's what you're signing on for. Overwatch being an example, there is you can play against bots, but that game is a hundred percent online. That's where the fun is for it. Yeah. Um, I I guess the price being cheaper, I think is a bit of an incentive because if I buy a game such as Dark Souls, which I'm playing at the moment. I know I can play that anytime. I don't have to rely on my friends to be online. You know, if the game's cheaper and it's multiplayer only, that maybe makes it a little bit easier for me to jump into and for the group of us five or six to buy the game. You know, if the game's £30 instead of 45 perfect. Let's everyone pick that up. Maybe it's a bit more of an incentive. Um, I guess Evolve would have been a good mm -hmm. example of that. And I think we were all really excited to play that game, but unfortunately with the DLC practices, we all kind of bailed out before no, it came No, we out. all didn't. No, I think Kev bought it as well. <laughs> some of us some of us were looking forward to Evolve, and we bought it on mm -hmm. launch day, and then nobody was there to play with. 
Aww. I'm really sorry. You can send that Game Boy in the post, by the way, if you want. We can... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now no, see, I, well, well, I mean, I I think everybody was crazy for, for getting onto that Evolve train mm-hmm. of hate. I, I didn't see the big deal at all. If you don't want the deal, don't buy it, man. It sits mm. there. It's cool. It, it I, I didn't get that. So, I, I mean, I guess that's a point where the multiplayer, whether or not it succeeds, very much relies not on the game itself all the time, but on the public opinion of it. Yeah. Like, if, if, if it gets rolling around that, no, this is terrible, people generally will not try it to see it for themselves. They'll just go, oh, well, it's terrible, not going to buy it, and it dies. Yeah. Uh, I guess Battleborn's an example of that, you know. Uh, it released at the yeah, same that... time Overwatch, very similar game, and I think Overwatch kind of won the public opinion, which probably led to everybody going to that. I, I know I didn't pick up Battleborn. Yeah, I'm guilty of that too. I didn't pick it up. Yeah, it's just, you know, you hear from people that have played the beta, the people on forums, you know, gaming sites and stuff, that Overwatch is the superior game, and that's just the way the cookie crumbled, I guess, but... I have a couple of friends from school who are still playing Battleborn just about every night and they're adamant that it's better than Overwatch, but I don't know, I just kind of feel like that ship sailed and I guess... you want to get a canister of petrol and burn their house down? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of them lives right next door to my mom and dad, so it's maybe not a good idea. (laughs) Well, no, we'll get your mom and dad to do it. (laughs) Okay, cool. So what you're saying is we have yet another point where uh, fandom ruins gaming sometimes. Mm. <laughs> a good example of this, and and I think we can all talk to this except maybe Craig. I'm not I'm not sure if you played this, Craig, but um, Super Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, it's an amazing, amazing game. The whole franchise, it's N64 not so much anymore, but like Melee to Wii U, every single game is just ace. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. And I, I can single that. player, yeah, are in all of them is just generally uniformly terrible, except for brawl. And I kind of view brawl as a counterpoint to what we're saying, or or what I'm saying. I should say mm-hmm. you guys are just here for the ride. But the um, <laughs> brawl was was a point where they had the multiplayer down, and it did not change very much other than adding tripping. And oh, that was frustrating. But they decided to split and and actually do the resources towards a good single player experience. I mean, did all of you guys play the subspace emissary mode? No, I never played. Yeah, I did. I did play a bit of it actually. Yeah. Wow. Not not all the way through. Just a short. Wow. Run. But those those cutscenes were beautiful. How did you guys not, not play it? I had a housemate at the time who who really wanted to play the game. I had a second pad and. He just kept charging me over and over to the point where I couldn't give in. And soon enough, I had Resident Evil 4. And For me, Smash Brothers was in the same category as WarioWare and that. It was a party game. It was jump on and yeah. let's just jump about the place and punch it and beat each yeah. other up. It was a brawl. It was a multiplayer brawl. Although I, I quite like playing with bots on that one as well because I, I, I'm really rubbish with it. So, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I played the story player, the single player um, since the N64 one. I just never bothered. And the great thing about those games is the controls are so simple that you can give it to just about anyone and they can participate. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, the ease of use is incredibly mm-hmm. low. But, yeah. I mean, that that's an, the exact opposite of what we've been talking about, where a developer does finally take the time and do it, and we're so used to it being multiplayer only that, well, one out of four of us played it, really. Yeah. I'm quite disappointed in myself. And, yeah, really uh, and the rest of I, you. I mean, it, it does get some crap mm-hmm. because, well, you know, it's the internet and you know, everybody gets crap on the internet. But I really liked it. That for was me for me was the highlight of uh, Brawl. Because, I mean, it, w- it was fun to see the beautifully animated characters do, you know, in a cut scene with the story that sort of made sense if you squinted really hard. <laughs> but, yeah, so... This, the, I guess, on while we're talking about Brawl, why is it that, you know, it's okay if we ignore the single player? Like, it never crossed your mind to, oh, hey, there's that, that whole mode. It just doesn't click? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, it, it, I think oh. it comes down to this historical sort of view on a game where, you know, Smash Bros, obviously, for the majority of us, is a party game. Uh, WarioWare the same. If they were to strip Call of Duty single player out, I'd imagine that the internet would be up in arms about it because historically every iteration of that game has come out with the single player. And for me, while the the multiplayer of Call of Duty was, to begin with, brilliant, I've got away from that. I've kind of grown out of that. So if I pick up a Call of Duty game, I'll maybe dabble in the multiplayer, but I'm I'm going in for the single player experience. Wow. This is this is how that's gonna you know this I'm gonna be a, a hero for a day and I'm gonna take on the world and shoot everybody and you know it's that that's what I go for but yeah I, I think I think it is that historical sort of viewpoint on it that maybe it's hard to change and that's that's where some game developers are getting stuck and all the the bad press comes from. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Okay, so. When we're talking about uh, the, the, I guess, public viewpoint of a game, whether it's single-player, multiplayer-focused, what what about those series that have made that transition really well? Like, look at Mario Kart, right? It started as a single-player, second-player kind of thing, hmm. and, then, and then it moved to a very much a couch co-op with Mario Kart 64. I mean, everybody played Mario Kart 64. Yeah. Then... You have things like Double Dash, where it started to move a little, because you could do that whole tunneling thing and play it online and all that fun stuff. And then, you know, Mario Kart Wii and Mario Kart 8 come out, and it's all of a sudden multiplayer only online. I mean, does anybody play Couch Mario Kart ever? No, I play Couch mm. Little Big Planet Carton. Uh, <laughs> it's a great game. It really is, isn't it? It's it's yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, Dave, you know, at that, Dave, at that point. <laughs> yeah, are you there? We haven't killed you with that. <laughs> oh, um, little big, really? Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I would have. I if you were like, oh, I'm still playing Crash Team Racing. I'd have been fine. That's great. <laughs> Even 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 if you're like Mod Nation Racers, oh okay, that's a little weird, but I'll I'll take it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, little Big Planet Karting was terrible. Well, I thought it was terrible. Were you even even a Sonic and Sega All Stars Transformed? <laughs> I would have accepted. Uh, that's another actually because that's that's wow. really fun. Yeah, that is yeah. a great game. Okay. But but back to the point of that's a series that made that transition very smoothly 
I mean, is that due to us growing up with the series and we're kind of changing as the game series is changing? Or is it because they did that nice, smooth transition where it didn't just, you know, uh, couch call, couch call, come, bam, just online multiplayer? Do you think maybe it's got something just to do with the state of the technology and the fact the natural evolution of a karting game, even from when it was a single player only or couch um, co-op game, was at some point, if the, if it's ever possible to play multiplayer across the internet with hundreds of thousands of people, go-karting is one of those games that's it's like a football game or you know anything like that. It's the natural thing, the place for it to go is online multiplayer, Formula One games, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's it's just where it was heading, so it felt that if if it was still just a couch co-op, you'd be like, why why can't I play this online? I can play everything else online. Why can't I play this online? Counterpoint, though, now everybody's, why isn't there couch co-op? I mean, I mean you are never going to get the whole community happy because the world would implode if we ever got the whole gaming community happy. Mm-hmm. That's but, a fair like, point. okay, couch co-op. Now, as, as is it, yeah. I didn't know. I, I didn't know that there was that didn't exist because I don't have a Wii U. I've not played Mario Kart Eight at all. Um, yeah. Oh, it does exist. I, it, it, it is in I Mario Kart Eight. But in with this, Dave. But doesn't the Wii U actually have split screen online? So you can have yeah, two uh, the Wii one did. The, I'm not sure if the Wii U one does. Right. But no, no, no. I, I meant, I meant nobody prefers couch co-op anymore. I don't mean that it didn't exist. Oh, uh, I think it's because, but, I mean, like, I would rather sit and play a game online with Luke than actually have to make the effort to go around to his house and play. I just, don't, I just because you have to make eye contact. I know exactly. You have to make eye contact. You have to get dressed. I don't wear clothes in my house. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes you want to sit in your pants and play Mario Kart without having to, you know, like shower. <laughs> well, okay, so one of the things I read about online, you know, watching YouTube videos or forums and stuff like that is everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of people are lamenting the loss of couch co-op. And a lot of people blame online gaming for the loss of couch co-op. Now, I am kind of want to posit to you guys, see if, see if you guys agree, disagree, call me an idiot, but it, it's not online gaming that killed couch co-op, it's, it's we the players that killed couch co-op. Because... If a game comes out and it's couch co-op only, we all look at it and go, "Uh, will I be able to get the people together to play it?" Yeah. Like a great example of that is Mario Party. I love Mario Party. I mean, everybody should play Mario Party. It's WarioWare, a slower pace, and you can steal things from your friends and get hit in the face because you stole their stars. Mm-hmm. But it does not have online. And every time a new Mario Party comes out, you have to do the eh. Will I be able to get four people together to play this? And I wonder if that's why that series is flagging is because we don't want to spend $60 on something if we never get to play it with the way we're meant to play it. That's, that sounds like one of those things that I was just saying about the tech. That sounds like the kind of game that should have naturally evolved into an yeah. online game. Because that's bonkers There is the other me. side of that argument that we are... I mean, when I played co-op with other people it was mostly when I was younger and it was with school friends or friends from college but now that you know we're all in our 30s and that's not so accessible some of us have kids most of us are married and I I do wonder what will happen if I have my own children and you know 
I thinking back to when I, me and my brothers, we all had our own console, um, and it would be, you know, my brother would come through to my room and we'd play GameCube, or I'd go through to his room and we'd play PlayStation 2. A lot of games don't seem to have that local co-op anymore, and it is focused on local online. So does that mean as us as parents, we have to buy two consoles and two copies of the game, and do they have to play in different uh, rooms of each other? It, it it gets into that. That seems to be where some parents are having problems with that sort of thing. It, but I, I don't have enough people around my house to play local co-op. So having an online function is fine for me. And I guess games like Mario Party and that and stuff, I just wouldn't buy them because my wife's not going to play with me. So I'm not playing it on my own. <laughs> I, I would say there, there's there's two solutions to that. And let's say you have two kids. Number one is you can just have a very obvious favorite kid and he gets everything, you know, you know stuff the <laughs> other one. Or, or you can just wallop both those little five-year-olds in Mario Party because it isn't very hard to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. That's not something I've run into because I only have one and she's not my favorite. <laughs> but... <laughs> but I mean that is a that's a very small subsection, right? Because most kids we've talked about it before, they generally don't play consoles very much anymore. If it's a free app that everybody can play, yeah, they're all down. But like, is is it because we've gotten older that we don't play couch cards? Because we can't just walk into this random playground because <laughs> we'll get arrested. <laughs> but you, you can't just be like, you like grape soda? I like grape soda. We're best friends. Come to my house, we'll play games. You, you can't do that. With adults, they look at you really funny. I've tried. <laughs> um, so is it because just as we've gotten older, couch co-op, it, it just disappears as a viable option? Well, as a small side uh, side question, I'm, I'm starting to think, what used to be the price of extra controllers? Because I remember back in the day, you'd have some really terrible pads to get the second yeah. player. Um, yeah, yeah. But it seems today that a, a controller's, you know, usually even more expensive than an actual game itself. Uh, mm, yeah, you're right. What, what happened? But I mean, I personally only have the single control pad. Um, and I, I, I bought three for myself because mm. you know the three of us. And yeah, that that is that is tough to justify. It's like I could have two other games right now. I, 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 yeah, like Mad Cats. What, what happened to Mad Cats' crappy $20 joysticks that you would give to your friend and be like, no, it's not the joystick, it's you. Hmm. But yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Like, at that point, the price of entry for couch co-op is actually more expensive than playing it online. Hmm. Uh, another one I, I would like to just touch on really quickly before we you know close this sucker is... Fighting games. Fighting games are another one that really made that transition well. But there was that period where there wasn't online and, you know, we kind of just didn't go to the arcades anymore because they weren't there. That fighting game went into that niche market, right? And I don't think online play has helped fighting games at all get out of a niche market. But, I mean, I mean do you guys feel like the introduction of online to fighting games was a bad thing, a good thing? What do you guys think about oh, that? It was a horrible thing. It did change thing, it drastically. Dave. It was an absolutely horrible thing because then I was <laughs> happy. I could I could punch everyone. I could win. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> online comes along and some kid can kick my ass without actually being able to do anything. 
I'm I'm not happy with that. I would much fighting games are difficult. They're tough, tough suckers online. And if you don't get matched up with someone at the same level, it could just end up being a really frustrating experience. So I need to I'd need to be matched up with a toddler or someone that's not actually holding on to their <laughs> controller. You say that, Craig, but I uh I got one of the Mortal Kombat games at Christmas and on Christmas Day I launched it. I might have told this story before actually, but I launched it and I went online for my first match and it absolutely destroyed the person I'm playing against. And I was like, it wasn't until maybe five minutes after the game it dawned on me that I've probably just ruined some small child's Christmas. <laughs> so I was like yeah, yeah, okay, I'll turn that no, off. No, 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 you didn't ruin it. You started that cycle of he's now going to go back online, destroy somebody else, and go, ha, I ruined your Christmas. And then it, the cycle just keeps going and going and going. But but in all honesty, fighting games do have their own set of rules, really, regarding all this stuff. You you simply can't win with it. In some cases, it's, you know, is this a fighting game determined absolutely by its frame time and does online affect that and magnify issues with the game, turn mm. it into something that it shouldn't be in the first place? And then there's the cases of if you're playing it at home online, are you getting the exact sort of experience that you would have of playing a person face-to-face without having a, you know, the internet to hide behind? There's, mm. a, there's a whole can of worms with, with fighting games in terms of um, online presence. Yeah. Right, this might be a stupid thing to say, but in terms of fighting games, driving games, um, almost co-op games, is online the new arcade? Instead of going to the arcade and playing a fighting game against someone, you do it online, the same with driving games, instead of driving with someone at the arcade. Is it not just that online multiplayer gaming is the this century's arcade? Oh, Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. I'm mean, fighting games after the introduction of online, once they started doing it really well, it just absolutely exploded for me. Yeah. It was like, oh crap, I don't have to fight the CPU anymore. This is great. I, I constantly lost, but it was still fun. So yeah. I mean, the fighting games now, there is really no need for a couch co-op mm-hmm. or couch, couch, um, what's we're looking for? Couch multiplayer. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm sure there are some people where all they do is play Street Fighter with their brother or stuff like that, but on the whole, nobody really plays versus matches on the couch. When when you get in your serious ones like your Tekkens, your your Street Fighters, your Guilty Gears, you know that kind of thing. Whereas something like like melee, maybe it's because it is so casual, yeah, or um that it it welcomes that couch co-op easier because you can just hand a pad to anybody and say this is jump, this is this is attack, have at it. Hmm. So a few of the small things that I've I've picked up from this whole experience are that we've we've kind of had some more recent games such as a uh, Devil's Third on the Wii U where the game's come out and it's been offered partly as a sort of Call of Duty esque online game as long along with having a, a single player yet it's been dis- <clears throat> discontinued from network play after after just I think it's a year and a year and a half maybe on the market um, <clears throat> then we've we have other cases of well, the latest Doom game, where I'm jumping into this game straight away, knowing from reviews that the online's uh, something that most people just push straight by. So for completionists out there, you'd wanna you'd wanna be getting those trophies out of these games. Um, I mean, I think it's even Little Big Planet three where the uh, the servers have been knocked off, at least in Japan already. Oh, really? Um, but, I didn't know that. But still existent on you know the European and American releases, which is which is a blessing at least. 
Um, but the the other weird thing that that amused me in a way is that uh, Turtle Turtle Rock Studios, who who were actually involved in, I believe, the bot AI for the Xbox release of Counter Strike back in the day, they actually came through to be the guys with um, Evolve today. So they they should know this story more than anyone else, I, I guess. Um, it's quite quite odd that they were actually linked with you know the the most well known for Left 4 Dead and that you know um, what was it called what was again that called? the AI director yeah. AI yeah there you yeah. go and and it's it's quite strange to see that they've come from a world of where the games have been played you know over, over lands and face to face through to through to right now where they're making fully online only games and and everything in between it's quite a quite a strange story to sort of go along with this the show yeah i mean uh, we do keep in mind we did not touch on like because none of us are real pc gamers we didn't touch on uh you know once a game servers go down that you can still play them uh lan or custom server any of that on the the pc end of things this is very much on the console end and mm-hmm. yeah mike to your point um devil Third really died a a horrible death bloody and screaming that did not go down very well. <laughs> I, I never even got a chance to play it. Did you? No, no. I, I mean, I was very close to picking it up the other day, but that completely factored into my um into the equation of why I didn't pick it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's it. There's more questions still to come from all of this. For example, with games being, you know, would you buy a multiplayer online game? And do we live in a time now where, you know, an online only game? isn't going to get any support unless it's by paid DLC. You have to remember that a lot of this used to be, you know, just free maps to download from wherever you wanted on the internet. And yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I that, that, is, that is a, a great of... point. That, that DLC does factor into um, keeping the longevity of a game going. Mm. Uh, yeah, at the same time, it's also a, a, a kind of a barrier today in ways as well. I mean, I guess a way around it would be like peer-to-peer yeah, kind of thing, but that never works out as well as as everywhere you know a unified server. No, a lot of games seem to you know when there was a phase during the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty where every game was having a bolt on single player or bolt on multiplayer because that seemed to be the in thing. Bioshock, for example, and yeah, you know you you never. The, the chances of you finding a game after a couple of months because nobody else was playing it was was crazy. Um, you've got a feel for some game developers as well. I mean, the costs of running these online servers can be astronomical, especially if you're, you haven't got a big powerhouse like Activision or EA behind you. So it is a bit of an odd state, and I guess it touches on the preservation things that we've talked about previously, where some games... Six months after they launch, you might never get to experience them the way that the developer intended. That's I find that quite shocking, almost. That's sad. I mean, on on a counterpoint note, though, since since a lot of people have a problem with DLC, right? And a lot of people, it just it just triggers them. If it was well, like look at Demon Souls, right? I mean, I mean that that was supposed to be shut down, and then mm-hmm. everybody was like, no, 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 please don't shut it down. Not yet, not yet. I'm almost done, and. They've kept it going for years after its release. I mean, I, that game is getting up there in age now. Yeah. But I mean, if, if something like um, something like Doom or or For Honor that I'm playing, or Overwatch or any of those, where let us say they don't have giant companies behind them, 
I mean, is something as opposed to, well, this DLC or these money packs that you buy to, for in-game currency, they keep the server going. I mean, what if, what if they went ad-based? Is that something we would accept or would we all just, just hit the roof? If, you know, in order to keep this game alive, you have to watch a minute ad before you booted it up the first time. What game was it in the past? This is a good trivia question. Two to three years the multiplayer version of the game had billboards on it that were live ads. Oh, there, yeah, I can't remember. There was a game, a multiplayer yeah, game. Yeah, I remember. Oh. I can't remember. Did we do one of those listeners? It was PlayStation I'm... Home, right? No, it wasn't PlayStation <laughs> Home. Whilst I'm stomping around the, the fields of Titanfall 2 in my Mountain Dew endorsed Buffalo Wild Wings costume. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. I will <laughs> contemplate this idea. <laughs> Well, no, it's I like it's remember. like with For Honor now. I mean, I mean they're partnered with Amazon and with Twitch, to where you know if if you sign up for both, I mean I imagine they get a kickback for advertising for them. But I mean, it, it, if there was a choice between that or all the extraneous DLC of like Evolve, I mean, would we have had a better view of Evolve if it was ad supported and not DLC supported? Evolve's a bad example. They they burned everyone. From the pr- the press were just for them, and they kept on digging their own grave with, this is all the DLC that we've announced, and there was up to eighty different items you could buy before the launch. There was nothing you could buy. It it just became a convoluted mess of, we understand that gamers will buy DLC, so we're just going to push for this DLC market. Whilst if you look at other companies like Blizzard or um i'm trying to think of another one blizzard's a good example anyway where they are releasing content for free in the sense so in the sense of characters maps for overwatch but you also get loot boxes and if you want to buy a loot box to make your character look cool you can do that and it's up to you but you can also play the game for free you've bought you've bought it once there's no season pass there's no cost to keep on playing there's no subscription model and I've found myself thinking, right, I've put I've put 150 hours into this game and I paid 45 quid. I have no problem dropping an extra tenner and getting some loot boxes to make my guy look a little bit better. Or, you know, th- there are ways to deal with it. And I think Evolve... Rainbow Six Vegas and um, For Honor do it that way too, where everything can be bought with in-game currency yeah, yeah. or random drops. But um, another company that that relies on DLC so heavily is I don't know if you guys have a lot of experience with uh, um, Tecmo Koei. You know they I do. I've seen their listings for Dead or Alive on the PlayStation oh my, Store. It, well, eight, they have like two hundred DLC items <laughs> yeah. for Dead or Alive. It it is ridiculous. And I mean, do they do the same thing with Dynasty Warriors, where it's like, do you want the music from the old Dynasty Warriors game? Please give us four dollars. It keeps us going, and I know they get a lot of flack for it. I've personally never really had a problem with it. But in a game like that, where that I don't think that's using to to offset the cost of a server, I, I think that that's actually the company relying on it for like, all right, guys, we made this game. Please help us get our money back. I mean, when do we damn one and not another if it helps support the game? Uh, that's That's a whole different conversation. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have brought that up. No, no. But yeah, one. yeah. Oh, look, you just mentioned Bioshock a wee 10 minutes ago, and I've been thinking about this ever since, which is why I haven't been contributing to any other conversation. 2K sure. 2K took a lot of flack for their multiplayer um, 
in the original Bioshock series, but when they released Infinite, I think they might have taken on some of that public hatred towards the, the multiplayer, and they didn't include the multiplayer in Infinite, and then proceeded to take a lot of flack for not including the multiplayer in Infinite, which I, I personally think Infinite was a far better game. The, the amount of love and attention that went into Infinite was just... I love it. Um, so I think they did the right Ooh, thing, but I'm sorry, Craig. The correct answer is Bioshock Two is the the better one. Well, you see that, but you're wrong. You see, there's there's this kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the save. Uh, yeah, well, the, the, the ending of Bioshock Two made so many better. Uh, wow, that I, English is my native yeah, language. Yeah, the bio, the ending to Bioshock Two made so many better. I totally, I totally <laughs> so agree. It, it better made so many. I think um, Bioshock. No, the, the Bioshock Two was much better than than Bioshock Infinite's. Ah, look, 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 look! It's bad people. They're doing bad things. Oh, how do you feel about it? I know. Bioshock Infinite was was like Sesame Street level ham fisted. Oh God, it was not. Unless you. Oh. Um, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't agree with Dave on that that statement. Bioshock 2. Oh, I give come you... on, it's like you walk up to the group and it's like, oh look, he's being racist. How are you gonna react to it? Hmm? No. Yeah, no. No. Alright, alright, we'll, we'll throw that on the pile of Skyrim and Broken Age and everything else. I'm not yeah. disagreeing. We'll I, I appreciate your fantastic. opinions there, Dave, but at the same time, I sort of don't. So I thought the end into Jog infinite off. was almost <laughs> jaw-dropping and, and it was closure yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. By, it's, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I thought the ending was a cheat in Bioshock Infinite. Red. It really was. Do you not think the Whoa. first game still? Well, what'd you call me, you little kilt wearing sissy? Huh? <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. Anyway, um, but back on we can we can debate that later or some or something. I, d- I don't know. Bio- uh, the yeah. first game trumps them both anyway, but I think Infinite is the second best of the series. Wow. Really? I I would rate it two Infinite and then one. Oh no, no two one yeah. Infinite. Actually, two one, one system two. shock and then infinite. Oh my god! Uh, no, we can't. I, I wouldn't rate them because they were different and better. I think the first one w- was more. Oh, look at Mr. Politician! I know. Here. The second <laughs> one, the story did nail it. The third one was beautiful and it brought closure in a really jaw-dropping way. I think all three of them were perfect. That's my... Craig. I can see why. I can see why you liked Infinite. I mean, I, I can see it. I just don't think it was near as good. Yeah, Mister Rise Above It All. I'm not going to take part in your debate. I know. Well, I'm. I'm I just love all three games. It's my. It's one of those <laughs> series of They're games. All good. Dave, it's one of those series of games where all three are good. But there's been many games where they've been a good first solid entry into it, and then the sequels went and just blown it with a terrible sequel. Why don't we do an episode about that? <laughs> You know what, Craig? I'm gonna write that on our list. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Sure. That's and Bioshock is example number one. <laughs> With probably Maniac Mansion being the second oh, one. Oh my god. Um, now you're joking. Now you're joking, I know. <laughs> yeah, back on the point. Yeah, yeah, see, I mean, it is hard for developers. They can't win. A lot of times with us. They include the multiplayer, it's terrible. You don't include the multiplayer. Well, then, why didn't you do it? Yeah. It was okay last time. Yeah. You, you know, you, you're damned for trying. Yeah. Is it not just this vocal minority that keep on 
I, I don't know what it has been with the internet in the last five, ten years and gaming communities, but it seems to be a vocal minority come in and they just bitch and moan about absolutely everything. And a lot of the time it's completely unjustified. And the silent majority, which are ourselves, are... Uh, did I say... You said majority. Did I say it's vocal okay. the vocal majority? Mind. No, you said mo- vocal minority, silent majority. You got it, you got it the right way around. Nice, cool. Uh, I don't know what I was saying, so yeah, <laughs> yourselves, you vocal minority. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean that, that that's another episode I would love to touch on, is why has the gaming community turned so toxic yeah. towards everything, including our, each other? Yeah. It's just the value value proposition of games, isn't it? That's, that's all it really yeah. comes down to. Are you getting enough money's worth out of your game? Yeah. Do you buy a single player... Are you doing as good as the guy who buys Call of Duty and gets zombies, full-on multiplayer, and the campaign to go with it? All of which has its own massive I, I, quality. I don't know. That's apples and oranges. Games. Because I would pay... Uh, okay, I wouldn't pay, but here's a good example. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would pay $20 for Limbo. All right? Mm-hmm. I did pay 15 or is it 10 I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. And I was absolutely fine with it. I then paid fifteen dollars for you know worms, and I got way more time out of worms. But I don't think that makes worms the better game. But then on the other, on the other hand, I bought Child of Eden only when it dropped in price dramatically on the uh, on the PlayStation Store. But I w- probably wouldn't have got it at, at launch for forty quid. Uh, yeah, so I don't know yeah. if I would pay forty for Child of Eden. It's a fun game though. Two, <laughs> two hour game, something like that, maybe. Yeah, it's not very long at all. Well, neither is Res. To be honest with you. No. Is there any single player games that had a multiplayer where you just ignored it completely? You, you didn't even care. You just didn't do it. Bi- Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock's my game as well. <laughs> <laughs> really, you guys never tried it? Nah, nah. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't. It wasn't well, Bioshock too. What they basically did? I think they just took areas, put walls up, and went fight. That's not mul- That's not no. a game built for multiplayer. Oh, no, it's it? awesome! It's got its own little hub. It's all sorts of stuff, and I got to like level thirty-five or forty, I think, something like that. I don't remember how high I got, but I remember I got I got up there. Maybe. Yeah. I picked that game up maybe six months after it came out, and there was no. Oh well, playing maybe on the PlayStation yeah. Three by the time I picked it up. Oh, uh, that was the case, but I I got I got it the first day yeah. it came out, and I was. For games that I haven't played the. The multiplayer of that our single player uh, Uncharted, Last of Us. I just mm. I don't know what it is. I just not interested. Last in of it. Us is like, good. Tomb Raider. You're missing out on Uncharted yeah, and Last of Us. Both both awesome multiplayer. I keep on hearing that. It's just I, I I don't know what it is. I just associate them as being single player games where I'm gonna sit down and get a good story and enjoy that part of the game. And so yeah. I don't know that the Uncharted. <laughs> The Uncharted combat was always so terrible, I couldn't imagine it working in multiplayer. So How even dare you, sir? On the other hand, XCOM. XCOM, I've never touched multiplayer on XCOM. Yeah, X- XCOM's a good one myself. Tomb Raider, ne- never, ever wanted to try Tomb Raider multiplayer. Well, this this is it. You've bought a single-player game. It's, if you buy a game that's... Just, you bought Tomb Raider for the story of your bought Uncharted to see what Nate's up to these days. You'd, the multiplayer is neither hither nor tether because you've bought it for the single player game. What about Bayonetta two, where they just added a really weird fight one? Oh, that was weird. Second player thing. Or was... I'll tell you what, one they did really good, and I think it got ignored by a lot of people. Mass Effect. Mass Effect two had great multiplayer. No, it didn't. 
was it not three? it was three yeah it was three i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah i i agree dave i think that's maybe where i met you did we not play that no together? i wouldn't associate with the likes of you sir i'm sure me and street fighter was grim was where we met one of us street fighter 4 uh okay yeah i, I kicked your ass oh yeah that was it <laughs> all right all right um so as as everybody can see we've kind of gone off the rails a little bit like we tend to do a lot mm-hmm. but um i guess if it mike if there was a moral to this story what is it going to be pirate all the games <laughs> <laughs> if there's a moral to this story it would be try monster hunter even with people who are much much more experienced with the game because you might find some lifelong friends and it's a really good game. Done. All right. Um, Luke, if you were sitting at a Chinese restaurant and you open up a fortune cookie after this conversation, what is the fortune going to be? Find how many of us? Five good friends, start a podcast, play loads of games together and talk nonsense every Sunday night. That, that wouldn't yeah, fit I'll, on a fortune I'll, cookie. I would hang myself <laughs> if that was my fortune. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right, Craig. Um, you're on your deathbed. Your your uh-huh. your daughter comes up to you and goes, "Dad, are there any last words regarding multiplayer?" Regarding multiplayer. You gently caress her face. You hold her hand. Uh huh. And what are your words? Um, find happiness deep within. Um, I don't know. Halo. Halo. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> no. What is what's what's the best way? Um. Developers. Developers, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of just the moral of the story <laughs> for me too. Is is I do not envy developers at all. Uh, we are the most fickle people in the yeah. world. Like you know, you know, people at Chevy never have to worry about this kind of stuff. They're like, ah, crap, do we include the cup holder? Do we not? Last time we put in the cup holder, they didn't like. It. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I every developer everywhere except for Rare, I feel sorry for you. All right, so um, we're going to do our usual trivias after after we close this out with the introductions to the next episode. So stick around after that. Uh, to close this one out, I believe it is myself who have the next pick. And there I go with my wonderful English again. But the, the Retro Rewind pick for me is going to be Wild Guns. It recently got a remaster, nice. and it is one of my favorite games Ooh. on the SNES. Love it. All right. So, gentlemen, uh, I'd like to thank you all for going on this rambling briar patch of a conversation with me. And um, say goodbye. 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 Nobody said I love you. Love you. I love you. All right. When you said wild hops, I thought wild gun. Uh, what, wild guns, I thought you meant wild arms, that's like shit. I yeah, everybody has to complete wild arms by, by the next time you <laughs> <we> record. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, oh. it's wild guns. Oh, but alright, alright, we'll catch you next time and stick around for the trivia if you like. So, cool. see ya! See ya, bye. I guess. Okay, alright. Um, let's see, give it what? Dave. Ten, ten seconds and then we'll. Okay, give it. Yeah. No, well, we don't need to give it ten seconds because we can just we can space it out a wee bit. But did you actually really not like Infinite's ending? Because I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It was a cheat. It was a cheat. They couldn't think of another way to do it, so it's up there. There's infinite worlds. 
No! Whereas nothing in the first game and nothing in the second game even came close you crashed. to at that. You crashed in the first yeah. game into a lighthouse. Yeah. Okay. You, but you were drawn there. You were, yeah. You were drawn to the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. But what about Bioshock 2? Nothing ever hinted at th this is a story that plays out again and again and again and again. It was always nothing just there is one rapture. Nothing Bioshock 2, did it? It was just... In Bioshock 2, you were a bit... You just started as Big Daddy. Did you just go like, oh, there's that girl. Oh, I don't know if she likes me. Maybe mm -hmm. she does. And then she goes, oh, I don't know if I like you. Yeah. And, and that's did it. you guys get the Master Edition as a kid? I'm away, I'm away. I have it coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I've got to get it. It's just money. The usual. I've, I'd rather buy a game that oh, I've yeah, not played than a game that I've played. Is this a conversation yeah. for right after the podcast when we hit stop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not, we're not we could probably up, just keep this in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we totally should. <laughs> So standard rules for the trivia, uh, one of us will give a year, a developer, and the platform in which it came out on. And if it's multi-platform, oh, you do have to no. name the other platforms. However... You have to name all platforms. Um, well, yeah. Shit. Shit. I mean, because that's what gave away Bioshock, was the later on down the road, the PS3 port, and everyone's like, ah, oh, mm. I got it. Okay. But, so um, it's a lot easier then. Yeah, since, since we are all in different parts of the world, mainly Scotland... Uh, what's going to happen is I'm we're going to present our question, and then we each take turns taking a guess. And at the end of all the guesses, we announce who wins. We've kept a running total for three weeks now. So, gentlemen, who wants to start us off? I'll go first. Okay. So my game released in January 2010. 
It was published by THQ and it was developed by Vigil Games and came out on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Okay, okay, two, 2004. THQ? I think I know what it is. Same here. Mike, what do you think it is? I have decided <laughs> that it might well be Darksiders. Ah, oh, see, I, I had that idea, but I, I, I went different. All right. Dave? I think it's going to be Saints Row 3. Craig? I think it was Darksiders. Mike, I'm not stealing your answer at all. Mm, that's okay. It's not a volition game. Okay. Mike and Craig get the point. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because as soon as you said THQ... You think Darksiders. Oh, it's got to be Darksiders. Yeah. That was yeah. Vigil Entertainment, wasn't it? Didn't you say? Vigil Games? Yeah, I remember that they only have a small selection of games to choose from. Mm-hmm. Mike, you want to go next since you got it right? And Craig's a thief? <laughs> sure, sure. My choice is from 1994. It was for the Super Nintendo and the PC. Oh, and wow. it's from the developer, Blizzard. I choose... That's the one. And I'm going to choose Craig to go first. You know, I've got absolutely f- no idea. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. I think I might have it. I'm not sure. There's like... A very small handful of games. Oh, God. This is going to... I don't know, Mike. Uh, I don't know, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Can I... uh, So, it is just Super Nintendo and PC, no later ports. There were later ports. Okay, all right, okay. Okay, all right. All right, uh, is it Blackthorn? Uh, In fact, it's actually called Blackhawk in the European region, so you're wrong there. No, no, it is. It is. Dave's got the answer. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Good choice, mate. Good job. Because, yeah, it wasn't the fighting game they did, and it wasn't rock and roll racing. I'm like, ah, I wasn't sure if Three Vikings. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that made PC. Yeah. That was Genesis, too, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I've got a very. I think a very. A very easy one, because I think it is, but I'm not too sure. So released two thousand and three, for the PS two and the Xbox. Developed by Tecmo. Oh crap, dude! I picked the Tecmo game. Did you actually? All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the year again? Two thousand and three. All right. Okay. I'm gonna say Dead or Alive two Hardcore. Okay. It's either that or the other Tecmo franchise. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dynasty Warriors. I've no idea what number. <laughs> oh, that that's Koei, man. That's not Tecmo. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Dead or Alive Two, but I don't know the name fully. I know it was the Dreamcast port. No, no, if it was on the Dreamcast as well, and that wasn't one of the titles. Uh, I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick with Dead or Alive Two. Okay. It is Fatal Frame Two. Oh ah, snap! Wow. All right, so that means Craig gets a point. Nobody got it. Uh, is that how it works? Okay, cool. 
Yeah, that's how we've been working it. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, what is your techno game? <laughs> my techno game was Ninja Gaiden, <laughs> but that's all right. All right, so my game came out for the PlayStation 2, later ported onto other uh, consoles. It released in 2001 on, on the PlayStation 2 by Capcom. I'm going to go with Devil Me Cry. Michael? I'll go for uh, Onimusha 2. I'm sorry, Michael. Your answer is incorrect. Luke is the winner. Yes! Well done. The only reason I got that is because you said it had been released on other consoles later, and I was like, that's a weird way of saying it's been ported. And then oh. I remember the remaster well, It's came been out. ported to everything, even yeah. on iOS. Yeah. All right, to, to take us to uh, our endgame tally, again, we, we are all stuck in a tie here. We have myself at five points, Mike at five points, Luke at five points, and Craig at six points because he's a cheater. Well, I didn't. How did I cheat? I basically... You steal answers. Oh, well, next time ask me first. But I, yeah, um... No! I, what are we going to do with Kev? Kev doesn't get, <laughs> should Kev get a point here just for the sake of not being here? Or should... <laughs> These points are not something you okay. can simply give all out, right, sir. Right. Okay. All right, so so that, that's going to close out the show this week. If you are one of the weird people who actually find this interesting to listen yeah. to, these trivia bits, uh, sometime in the future we are going to have a trivia show. Uh, until next we meet, we have my shows as Operation Sequel, uh, Mike's shows, uh, BGM Select, where, uh, he is DJ Mr. Master Mike, and then we have Craig and Luke just being Scottish, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, uh, do check us I out the new. On, on Facebook or <laughs> oh, the new. Twitter. If you really want to get their attention, make sure you hum William the Brave or Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Yeah, 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 um, get a hold of us. If you want to suggest a topic for us to discuss on either a bit effect or even a retro rewind game. Sorry, I just about choked on my own spit there. But yeah, uh, you can suggest either or. And um, if it's a good topic that we think we can get an hour, hour and a half out of, or if it's a game that, you know, you don't suggest Barney's hide and seek, then yeah, yeah we're all game for it. So uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.